0: Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. and welcome to the Revitalise and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by the fabulous Kate and Sophie. Hello, ladies. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about change management um, and how to deal with that within your organisation, what that even means, and some top tips on how to handle it correctly. So shall we start with, because some people might be listening and they might think, I have no idea what you mean by change management um, and how to instigate it. So shall we start with some examples of what we mean by that?
1: Okay, yes, sure. Hi, Jenny. It's lovely <laughs> to actually be in a, a physical room with you today. It's yeah, it's very studio. exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, what do we mean by change management? I think um, change management is pretty much what it says on the tin. Um, so in terms of examples, it could be uh, mergers and acquisitions of businesses. Mm-hmm. It could be change happening in terms of having to make redundancies or equally growth as well um, Mm -hmm. and employing a lot of new people Um, it could be a case of just change of ownership you know new managers coming in essentially any change happening within Mm -hmm. a company that is going to affect um, the people within the company uh, the people outside the company all of the stakeholders that's what we mean by change management and it's how that's handled and how that's managed and and ultimately that's what we're talking about today Sophie, I don't know if you have anything else to, to add to that ramble. Um, not really, other than to say it can also
2: apply to business processes and operations as well. So that and that can really affect um, you know, every element of the business. So mm-hmm. sometimes it could be as simple as perhaps a new software system or a new way of doing something. And that also needs to be addressed with a change
0: management programme. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all just about letting people know, isn't it? So and, and that sort of takes me on then to the next question I had which is um what is the danger of getting it wrong if you don't put a good process in place and you think Meh, it doesn't really matter I'll just let people know whenever that this change is happening what is the impact of that
1: mm. it can have a really serious impact And my advice is never um, underestimate the impact that any change within your company can, can have. And if you get it wrong, it, it can really spiral and escalate. I think that's probably one mm-hmm. of the key points is that, you know, if change isn't being managed properly, if it isn't being communicated properly, um, it can kind of spread like wildfire within your business and also yeah. externally. Um, it can create, you know, gossip and untruths being spread, um, it, it, dissatisfaction within the company and, and ultimately it can be really damaging um, to the bottom line of your mm-hmm. company as well, which is which is really critical.
0: Yeah. And it's you know we were talking earlier as well as it's um ch- big change within a company can often feel um and now i cannot think of the name of it and the and the guy who came up with the model but it's the a grief process so um when there's big change that's going to affect employees staff um they start by feeling maybe a bit of shock um, maybe quite upset maybe quite angry and you have to kind of go through all of that process before they come out the other side and can actually accept the change and start planning on how to move forward and that's why it's important to have that plan in place to help people go through that process and help them go through it before they accept it and you can and you can move on and as you say Kate the impact of not doing it can be um quite catastrophic you can um, yeah, not only damage what's, you know, your company internally and how your employees are feeling, but actually the external reputation and what that means for you. Um, yeah, has a has a huge impact.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, Sophie, anything to add to that? Sorry, just before I, I had a bit of a ramble then as well.
2: <laughs> not really. Other than to say that, I just think we need to address the human side as systematically as you would do say the implementation of a software system Mm -hmm. and i think having that planned approach starting from the top and cascading down which i know we're going to talk about a little bit more but i think that having that approach from the
1: outset is critical Mm -hmm. yeah and i think you're absolutely right about that grief process and 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 the human level because that's what's really critical when you're talking about change, whether it's in a in personal sphere or business, mm. that word change triggers things mm. in people. It's scary. We all know change is essential. We know that we're not going to be able to evolve or move forwards if things don't change. Um, but people are really afraid of change. And ultimately, and I think we'll talk about this a lot throughout this podcast, change is what matters to people on a personal level. So mm-hmm. when, when any, whenever anybody thinks about change first thing we go to as humans and there's science behind this as well you know it's just the way the human mind works all we care about is what does that mean for me how is my world going to change and ultimately that comes down to um lack of control around a situation and I think that's where as business owners if, if you know that there's change happening you have to be able to somehow step outside of your own mind because within if change is happening within my business and I'm in control of that change and I'm driving that change forwards, for me, happy days. I can see the bigger picture stuff. Mm-hmm. I know the reason why I'm doing it. So for me, it all makes sense. But to the people around me, it might not. So I have to have the ability to be able to step into their shoes and to yeah. be able to see things through their eyes. Mm. And even within a small team, maybe you've got five people, 10 people what does it mean to me on a personal level it's going to be different for each and every one of them and so you have to be thinking about all of those different elements it's not a case of kind of this one size fits all we're making this change yeah you have to hop on the bus and get on this journey with us Mm. that that is going to be a mistake because some people might go yeah brilliant but the reality is quite a lot of people are going to go hang on a minute what about me? What's yeah. this mean for me? So you've got to think yeah. through. What does this
0: mean for my career? What does this mean in terms of, yeah, do I still have a wage coming in? Yeah. Does it impact yeah, my working day and how I get home? They might, yeah, it might be the hours they have to work or part of that change might be relocation. So yeah. what happens there if people can't relocate? There's all those yeah. Huge. And as you say, it's very personal to every single person.
1: Yeah, and it's and big, you- big stuff because ultimately we all need, we've all got mortgages to pay, right? We're at work, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, yes, hopefully we love the jobs that we do, but, but we're all at work. For another reason as well and, mm-hmm. and that has such huge impact on every area of our life so change isn't just a change at work for a lot of people that's going to filter through and have impacts yeah. on all sorts of different areas of somebody's life so those things have I to think be it's considered. also important to remember that as well that most
2: change will be seen initially at least without a proper communication strategy as negative yeah and that is just it's as you mentioned Kate it's science it's human nature we don't like change we're fearful mm-hmm. of it so I think if you're coming at it from the that mindful approach that your staff are likely to be fearful or negative about it then that can help you in terms of putting yourself in their shoes and customizing Mm -hmm. the message in a way such that it means something and you're speaking in a language that matters to your Mm -hmm. staff so I think that would probably be the first like real key piece of advice is about stepping into Mm -hmm. other people's shoes and Mm -hmm. then speaking to them in a way that
1: matters to them as individuals Mm -hmm. And listening, listening to people's concerns. Sorry, Jenny, I'm kind of no, no, t- go, no taking over. Go for it. Um, but yeah, I think listening to people—it's really, really important. That when you're communicating change, it isn't just about dictating or telling mm. people what's going to change. Um, it has to be a two-way conversation, and it has to be about listening to what people's concerns are. You may not be able to do anything about it, but for some people, just being heard, you know, yeah. is is a big step in the right direction. And I think, you know, Sophie's absolutely right. Come, it does come down to that empathy mm. all the time and making sure that you plan how you're going to manage that really mm. sensitively with people. And we hear you know, how many times do we go into businesses um, who are dealing with some sort of change and, and the management team, senior management team. Frustrated because what they're seeing that's happening is that people are starting to have a bit of a gossip and a bit of a moan, mm. and, and the they've just been a
0: bit negative.
1: a bit negative, and you don't <laughs> yeah. get it. Why they've been And oh, all these rumours are starting, and what what they then do is put the shutters down even more because mm-hmm. people are gossiping, so they feel they need to rein it in. And you're kind of like, well, if you're not communicating with people, you know, people aren't stupid. You know, when when something's starts to change within a business yeah when you start to notice there are different people coming in there are lots of closed doors There's conversation's yeah. happening you get a sense that something is changing um and if people aren't telling you again mm. human nature you're gonna you're gonna think of things and yeah. those things aren't going to be positive are they they're going to be negative because that's just again that's what our yeah
0: minds will do. how we're wired and and i suppose that brings us to doesn't it so we've talked about the potential impact of not doing it right so I think we should probably talk about how to do it right <laughs> and give and give um the people listening a, a, a few tips um and I suppose we talked about caveats earlier I mean there's also a there is not a one size fits all approach like everything with communications we're going to give some very general tips but it it doesn't necessarily apply to every single business. You really do have to make sure that it works for you. Um, And equally, Kate, you were talking about in terms of legal implications Mm, earlier.
1: Absolutely. Um, A lot of change that happens. And this is talking about maybe not so much, um, you know, changing software systems and things. But if you're talking about mergers and acquisitions, there will be a whole legal process going on in the background. So it's all good and well us sitting here saying, well, you need to communicate and you need to tell people, quite often there are very good, clear legal reasons why you are not able to do that. You are not able to talk about what's Mm -hmm. going on. But there's usually something you can say. Mm. So my advice, before you do anything, if there's any really significant change happening within your business, before you do anything, make sure that you have a good HR person on board, because what they will do is they will be able to tell you the legal requirements um, and the, the, the tone of voice and the way that you need to communicate with people. And then our role as as communication professionals is kind of putting um wrapping the messaging around that and making sure that it's done in the right way to make people feel mm-hmm. included and, and valued
0: and cared for so first first step is isn't it it's um it's you know that some change is starting to happen you know whatever that significant change is going to be and it's going to impact everyone so it's important to immediately start putting in place isn't it like what are you going to say to people and when you're going to say it?
2: Yeah, and I'd also say, Jenny, that you need to start at the top as well, which sort of sounds a bit peculiar. But if you're in a larger organisation, perhaps with not just one Um, director or or somebody on the board that needs to be involved in this but all your leaders across your organisation need to embrace the new approach and be on board Mm -hmm. with it um, because they need to sort of challenge and motivate the rest of the organisation and it's critical that they're modelling the behaviours that you wish to see so being positive about the changes that are coming making sure that they've got answers to questions so Mm -hmm. I think once you've know the change is coming you've got maybe bones of a plan in place you've spoken to legal you've spoken to hr get your leaders your senior management team in from the get-go and make sure they can start to model those behaviors that you want to see cascaded through the rest of the organization
0: absolutely and that that point there as well and being able to answer questions you should definitely you need to make sure once you've got the messaging you want, you know, you want. And again, like we say, it's very difficult for us to tell you exactly what that messaging is, because it's very bespoke to, to everybody. And it depends what the change is. But um once you have that in place, you need to make sure that you've got a really clear timeline of who in the business is going to know what and when, and how much information everybody should have and how much detail they should have. And that All those line managers, so senior management, then line managers need to know what what's happening and how they can ask answer questions for their staff because that is immediately what's going to happen is people at a a different level or a lower level—I don't want to say lower level—but you know who they line manage um, will immediately go to their line managers with questions and say, "What does this mean for me? You know, am I going to lose my job? Do I have to relocate? What's and those line managers need to have answers whether even if the answer is we are working on it and you will know by x date what impact this has on you just so that there's always that really um, open line of communication and I think Kate you touched upon it earlier as well is there needs to be a forum where people can ask questions people need to feel like they're their voice is being heard yeah they're not just being told mm,
1: absolutely but, but people also don't want to be told well we don't know we don't know we'll let you know when you know that again it comes back to that plan and one of the I think best pieces of advice in terms of how you manage that plan or one of the best places to start is to preempt the questions mm-hmm. um, that you're going to get asked and if you can come up with I don't know whether it's you or your senior management team to sit down together again take a step back put yourself um in other people's shoes and go okay well what sort of questions are they going to be asking because actually you can probably come up with a list of 20 30 mm. questions and some of them will be really big questions and others will just be really little the you know mm. the day-to-day stuff But the more that you can think about that in advance and critically think about the responses here, not just the questions, but think about the responses, that's the best way that you can go into those conversations with your staff, feeling really prepared and also having a unified approach um, to all of this as well. So I would say that first step, sit down, think of those questions, think of those answers and then you need to work out, okay, well, how are we going to do this? Because... You might be fortunate that your team are all sitting in, in one space and you can have one to one discussions with people or you could sit down as a whole team. But you might be, um, you know, across multiple sites, you might all be working from home. So you need to think about how are you going to reach all of the people Mm -hmm. within your organisation and also how do they want to be communicated with not everybody's sitting in front of a laptop and are going to receive an email some people might be on a factory floor you know Mm -hmm. it's it's different communication tactics as always um, depending on who your audience is and, and what they need to be told um but as and also ways, what's appropriate isn't it because depending on the mm. message because there might well
2: be for example i'm just thinking when you're saying that kate that sometimes a video message from a you know, the ceo can be good but it does depend on what that message being delivered is mm. there are certainly some conversations which should only be delivered via a face-to-face Mm -hmm. one-on-one situation so I think it's a balance isn't it of having a variety of different channels and methods that you use um you know set against what the the message that's being delivered is so
1: that it's appropriate to the setting
0: yeah
1: Mm, right and also sorry um the other thing as well you know don't sugarcoat stuff if Mm -hmm. if that isn't the way it's going to be so again everybody's gonna want to know what it means to them and I'm not suggesting that you sit there and deliver really negative messages there are ways that you can handle it but do not reassure people that their jobs are safe if you know full well that they're not Mm. because again making promises um, and then not delivering on those promises is going to cause so much disruption and negativity and and, and it's going to be really damaging for your business so it's about always being realistic as well with those messages Mm. and honest and um thinking very carefully
0: about how you craft mm. that message in. and we keep coming back to it don't we? But it is important that it's remember that you're dealing with human beings like remember that whatever you're delivering imagine you know you were delivering it to a member of your family or a friend you would make sure you were honest and you would make sure you delivered it in a way that that you know they would receive in in the best possible way, so it is about making making sure that you aren't just thinking of employees as employees, but they are valued, and they will get that sense, won't they? Depending on how you how you deliver that that message yeah and I think also it's a really
2: good point that Kate made about the negativity because you know we're sort of you can get drawn into it all just being quite doom and gloom but actually it doesn't necessarily have to be that way and I think that's why it's important that businesses articulate why the change is needed and demonstrate that they've got faith that the company has got a viable future and can get there and I think that it may well be that as you say not everybody can keep their job or some things will have to change, but that overall, if it's a positive thing for the business, don't lose sight of that either. Um, And I think as long as you're articulating why it is that it's important for the business to, for these changes to happen in order to ensure that it's a profitable or successful future, then I think you're more likely to bring those people along with you, even if it's not necessarily going to be good news for everybody. And I think if you provide a roadmap to guide those behaviours and decisions, and that's customised in a way that speaks to the people on a level that matters to them individually, then you might be halfway to to getting somewhere Mm -hmm from a successful communications point of view, even if it's not always going to be good news. Yeah. Mm. So, yes. right.
0: And I think here we can talk a little bit about, um, so we've talked, of course, about um, internally, making sure that people know what they need to know timely with the right messaging um, and reaching them in the way that you, they need to be reached. Um, But there's also the sort of internal versus external Mm. communications, isn't there? Because essentially, um, these changes will impact customers, stakeholders that might be um, external to the company itself. Um, I suppose, what would you what would you say there Mm. in terms of a advice what's the approach what's best to do first what it,
2: it, i would say sorry Kate, no, just no, okay. in. i would say from our experience of working with businesses actually that more often than not external is put is the focus and external is what mm-hmm. they care about whereas obviously what we've been talking about so far today is all about internal so i think that you should get your internal strategy and plan lined up and you should absolutely be telling your internal audiences before you tell External, yeah. um, rather than treating your internal audiences as a bit of an afterthought, which it can be, mm. it obviously depends on the situation. If we're talking about mass redundancies, for example, that wouldn't be the case. But say it was a business considering buying another business, they they might not be thinking about what impact that has internally. They mm-hmm. might only be thinking about it. You know, what does it look like to the market? So I think whatever the change still consider your internal audiences first and communicate with them first because nobody wants to find out a story about the business Mm -hmm. they work for in the media or from a third party so Mm -hmm. I think come start with that as your um Mm -hmm. as your yeah is your viewpoint to begin with is
1: is what I say always and we say this over and over again always start from the inside out and and honestly I think whenever we are dealing with change the most common thing that we find when we're speaking to businesses is we go in and they're so revved up and they're really positive generally about the change that's happening and yet might mean some redundancy it might mean this that and the other we need to think about writing a press release and we need it mm. to, and, and they've got it all sorted in their heads they know when they need the press release to go out they they know what they want to say in it so many people they haven't even considered. Telling their staff, and when mm. um, and they're quite shocked when we say, "Well, hang on, how are you going to communicate this internally?" Oh, well, we'll just, you know, we'll I don't know, we'll tell them, we'll, we'll just send like, out no, a newsletter. Yeah, send yeah. To, <laughs> oh, they will send them a copy of the press release or something. And it's like, no, you mm. cannot do that because, as Sophie says, if you read about a change happening within your company in the first place, you're seeing that is in the media. What are you What are you going to think? That's mm. gonna That's gonna create gossip it's going to make people feel undervalued um all all of that negativity is just going to be massively impacted and also it's very um, it, it's just not a good strategy from a business point of view either, because when change happens, if it's in the media and your customers and other people start seeing it, what are they going to do? They're going to get on email. They're going to pick up the phone. Yeah. If your staff haven't been fully briefed and aren't fully aware, they're not going to be able to communicate change to the people on the outside of your business, which means the whole thing just falls yeah. apart. And actually what you're doing is losing a really great opportunity to communicate change in a really positive way, yeah. which is what it should be.
0: <laughs> pesky oh, got fly
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's in on the conversation yeah. um, no and it's it is really important as you said it's both making your staff feel valued not just making them feel valued you should value them that's that's the thing that like you should be you should be thinking of them first and um, they are what drive your company and make your company your company they, they are there um, and you should think about them first and yeah you shouldn't Nobody wants to be reading about stuff in the paper before <laughs> you hear about it on oh, no, the fly. fly. <laughs> um, and and I suppose a a, a question then um, or a point to make is quite often I know some businesses might say, well, we're making mass redundancies that say, I know we keep going to that. There is lots of change that isn't as negative as that. Sometimes there aren't mass redundancies to do with change. But when there are and they know it's going to be of interest to press, they don't want staff leaking it to press first. So that all just comes down to timing. You need to make sure that you're briefing and letting staff know at certain times, but also having your communications team um, communicating externally an appropriate amount of time afterwards.
2: I would also just say as well here, Jenny. Having you as a as an agency, we've helped businesses going through this, and I would just say that something we always counsel clients is that you do need to expect a bit of that and you cannot have a story like that not and not anticipate some elements of something being leaked so i think businesses would be being naive if they thought it was possible to keep it completely watertight Mm. because you don't know who's going to mention what to who and it could be somebody that you really really trust in your senior team so i would say that always anticipate an element of something being
0: leaked Mm. and prepare for it in advance and there's and actually that we won't get get into that sort of detail now because it's a whole other um ball game but we do also have another episode on crisis communications and that comes in and that is about being prepared and being open and with something like crisis and those sorts of stories it's not about um having lots of positive coverage it's about kind of neutralising it, making sure you approach it in the right way and it's how you respond and, you know, you have to expect a certain amount of negativity to, to be out there. Um, but that's a whole other episode <laughs> and we won't go into that now or we would be here all morning. Um, anything else? Do you have any other tips in terms of um, change management? I would just
2: say don't go too far away from what you've already done and what i mean by that is you should base your change management plan on your organization's history your readiness and capacity for change how you've done things previously so what i'm saying by that is if you've never ever communicated with your staff up until now and it you've never communicated with your external audiences either don't necessarily put every single thing we've suggested today in place, which would definitely be for a business that is used to communicating mm-hmm. and is and is regularly doing it and perhaps has people that are, are experienced and responsible for it. So I think take our tips, but make them applicable to your business and don't go, don't suddenly start doing something crazy different to yeah. what you've ever done before if it doesn't feel right or if it doesn't fit with your business. And if you're in doubt, then, you know, ask an expert to help you because it really can Can make a difference having someone who's been there and done it before to
1: guide you through yeah Mm. and i think the only thing that i would add to that is as well um we've talked a lot about valuing your staff and and all of that is really critical um but equally if you are making a change and that is happening you know Don't expect that all of your staff are going to hop on that bus with you. And actually, Mm -hmm. that's okay. because if you think about it from a staff perspective, I don't know, maybe for a member of staff, it's really important to them that they work for a small independent business and then a private equity firm might come in and create change that actually doesn't align anymore with their values and their Mm. and and the things that they want and expect that there will be some natural churn if you're making big changes and that's okay you you can't always please everybody all of the time that also creates new opportunities but it's just about managing that process so as that there isn't negativity around it if somebody does leave that it's done in the right way and that yeah. these new people are bought on board in the right way um so don't don't expect that you can make change without having a knock-on effect of mm. change happening else, yeah. elsewhere because it will um but if you're confident in what you're doing and you believe you're doing it for the right reasons and all of that, then, yeah. then you've just kind of got to take a deep breath and, and go for it and just manage it in the right way. And yeah. I would just want to, I'd like us to uh, finish on a high because I do feel it's been a little bit <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> I would
2: just say that, you know, change management, it sounds scary, but. We should totally be looking at this like it's an opportunity mm. and, you know, it, and it is g- going to be a good thing. So I think, you know, stay true to whatever is the reason for the change in the first place. It would be a good thing. That's probably why you're doing it as a business owner. So I say stay committed to that and look for the opportunity. Um, don't be afraid of the negativity or the potential backlash because the changes need to be made to happen. And it's just going to help to make your business stronger.
0: Yeah. I think that's a very good point. Yeah, maybe we, we were a little bit doom and gloom, weren't we? Cool. Oh yeah, stay positive. Oh <laughs> it's not even Monday morning. I know. I know. <laughs> well, um, I think we will wrap it up there. It's, um, as we said, it's, it's very, very um, bespoke. Change is very different for every company, every industry, whether you're big, you're small, your ethos. Um, if you do have any questions um, and you just want to reach out to us to ask for a little bit advice we um we can do that absolutely just get in touch with us you can um find our contact details on the website at adpr.co.uk um equally if you have any specific questions about this episode or you would like us to cover a particular subject just get in touch and we'd love to hear from you um in the meantime we'll see you next time bye